Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 19. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and really excited about reading today the passage here, the new passage. So let me pray for that, and then uh, Becky, take us through it. Um, Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this passage. We ask for a blessing on today. Uh, we ask for your wisdom, as always, for your guidance, and uh, may your Spirit give us new insight and may it open our hearts and our minds. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm reading from the message today, the MSG, Isaiah 53. Who believes what we've seen, what we've heard and seen? Who would have thought God's saving power would look like this? The servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over, a man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, thought he was scum, but the fact is it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way, and God has piled our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him, on him. He was beaten, he was tortured, but he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to be slaughtered, and like a sheep being sheared, he took it all in silence. Justice miscarried, and he was led off. And did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of my people. They buried him with the wicked, threw him in a grave with a rich man, even though he'd never hurt a soul or said one word that wasn't true. Still, it's what God had in mind all along, to crush him with pain. The plan was that he give himself as an offering for sin so that he'd see life come from it, life, life, and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. Out of that terrible travail of soul, he'll see that it's worth it and be glad he did it. Through what he experienced, my righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous ones as he himself carries the burden of their sins. Therefore, therefore I'll reward him extravagantly, the best of everything, the highest honors, because he looked death in the face and didn't flinch, because he embraced the company of the lowest. He took on his own shoulders the sin of the many. He took up the cause of all the black sheep. Hmm. Do you like that version more than NLT, or did you like the New Living Translation more? I probably like the NLT yeah. more, slightly. I thought yeah. this was nice, though. That's good. But yeah, the NLT is kind of my yeah. gold standard for this yeah. one at the moment. I, I think it's actually interesting because talking about this yesterday, I mean, he he begins with this question straight away. I mean, who would have thought God's saving power would uh, would look like this? Yeah. That's exactly, uh, it speaks it volumes into our question from yesterday as well. Like, how do you relate to the the idea that we're responsible for this? And, and that's exactly what Isaiah is saying. I mean, nobody would want to take this responsibility. Nobody would even think of God acting this way. So it's just, uh, that just spoke to me. 
right there and then. Yeah, um, here's the uh, question for today, though. What are some of your favorite stories of heroism uh, and sacrifice, and how can you relate them to the story of Jesus to make it seem more real? Yeah, and this I used an example from that movie, The Last of the Mohicans, yeah. which I still remember this scene. I mean, I saw this movie, it must be nearly 30 years ago, whenever it was. I would have been in college. Yeah. And it's just stuck with me because it's such an absolutely chilling and, and a horrible scene in many ways, but it's one where someone gives his life for someone else. Yeah. And it just made me think, um, you know, a lot of us are quite moved by things like that, but I think the story of Jesus becomes kind of, it kind of loses something in the repetition. It seems kind of commonplace almost that we just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And I thought if you thought about Jesus the way that you think about this person or I mean, you can probably think of some examples you're into, movies where people oh, do heroic there's, there's, things there's and sacrifice of, themselves. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I, uh, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm in awe of. What's of that? What is the one where Bruce Willis stays in space so that Ben Affleck can come back and Armageddon? Yes, yes. that's the one. Yes. Okay, that just came to mind. Yes, no, I mean, there, true. there are loads of them where there, somebody there gives up something yeah. for someone else. And I think we we love we love all those. I mean, the I think even the comic movies are, are playing into that uh, that narrative all the time, and I think they do. And and uh, the there are stories cops, like funny movies that do that. Uh, no, I mean that the the Superman idea or oh, I'm the, saying, you know that we 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 create oh you mean comic like a comic like a cartoon. I thought you meant comic like. Funny, like oh, a yeah, comedy. Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> no, gotcha. I really understand. Um, so it's like I think that people people see like a bad thing, and uh, and then they love when somebody's rescued. Um, and I think we're comfortable with um, that kind of interaction because it doesn't call anything anything of us. But I think the difference with Christ is that uh, it's actually deeply about us. And that's what's difficult about it. And I think that's what's, uh, what's the conflict about uh, Christ, is that when you look at him and when you start to understand who he is and, and the hero that he is, and you realize that this is not just uh, one great moment in history, but actually that it has an impact into your life today, people don't want that. Yeah. It has implications to your life. I, I, you know, it just happened um, not too long ago. I was talking to a group that wished to uh, use our church. And um, they um, they want to rent the church. They want to hold a concert there. And I said, that's great. Um, they can't afford the rent. That's fantastic. It's not a problem. We will we will subsidize and help them out and sponsor it. It's a great piece of music they're going to play. It's uh, beautiful. And I said, you know what's going to happen is that uh, before you begin, I'm going to get up front and I'm going to just welcome everybody and say, hi, glad you're here. And uh, and welcome to our place. We we love music. We love that the power of what music does and how it heals people and makes people feel healthier and better and you will leave here a better place. And so welcome. And then we'll hand it over to them. And they said, I, you know, you, we can't have you do that. We can have your logo. We can have you, we can have you, you know, published, uh, but we just, we just can't have you stand up there and say that. And mm-hmm. and I and I talked to them about it, and they said it's because it's because you you know you, you're a pastor and you're you're a Christian, and we can't have any religious affiliation. I said you realize you you're in a church, and uh, and they said well yeah it's, you know it's just you know it's just it's difficult and we we just can't cross that. I said yeah so it was what you're saying kind of this thing where 
we're almost not willing to be grateful even for something for sacrifice that someone's done. I think that the difficulty is that I think the difficulty is that Christ, the name of Jesus, the act of what God did, um, the significance of it, it calls us in every aspect of our life, and and people push back on Christianity because of the deep implications of it. I don't think they're pushing back against Christ. In this case, I think they're pushing back against the actions of Christians as this kind of sociopolitical force that has kind of irritated people. Not that all Christians do this, but I sometimes think that's what the reaction is, is that the actions of Christians who tend to push their beliefs onto other people in ways that are maybe not helpful or off-putting. I've met a lot of people who are rejecting Christianity, aren't rejecting Christ, I mean, maybe they are doing that too, yeah. but it's less about that than about the yeah. feeling well, of somebody trying to control them. Well, and, he, and here's the interesting thing. I mean, I, I, I spent some time talking to this person about the fact of what my language would be, how I would speak, and, uh, and uh, it was just the fact that I am a Christian. Yes. I, I, and the fact that I, I actually represent... Well, you church. represent Christianity. I represent Christianity. He's not thinking about you right? representing and, Christ. And I said, and I said to him... Well, here's the thing. Uh, the God that I serve, Jesus that I know, uh, I need, I need, this is where I live. This is my value and this is important to me. Now, um, I want you to understand the world that I come from. I'm willing to work in the world that you work in and we can work this out. And so this, this kind of like impasse is just a, an interesting crossroad that we reached. And yet it actually, he's happy to have uh, others speak uh, and and not and not too worried about the values that they stand for in the same way, but Christian but Christians can't speak, and so you've got to ask yourself what it is that uh, we've done. Well, I I could think of a few things. <laughs> I could actually say that of anything though, yeah. right? You give me any well, organization, uh, uh, and I could say that of anything, right? So the question is that if if we as a local congregation haven't done that. Um, I mean, to be branded that way. And so all I'm, all I'm saying is that I think we've got to try and work out how to be partners and work together on this kind of stuff. And so all, what, I, what I sense this is that there's something far deeper inside the story of Christ that calls us. The hero narrative is fine as long as it's a distant narrative, but when it becomes Christ and becomes applied into your life, it calls you to a different place. It's much bigger. Mm. So, hey, our time is up uh, today again. So this is so complex this week. It's it's amazing. But uh, let me just repeat the question. What are some of your favorite stories of heroism and sacrifice? And how can you relate them to the story of Jesus to make it seem more real? Uh, we kind of touched on that, I think, maybe. Uh, think about that. Look after each other. Live love. And we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.